Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ryan McCarthy, watching in upstate New York, says, Why does Saskatchewan have the best town names? Paradise Hill, Moose Jaw. Well, he says Flynn Flon, and that's actually Manitoba. And frankly, I'm partial to Medicine Hat. How about that? I also learn something every day. We learned today that Flynn Flon Manitoba stands for Flint to Betty Flonaton, a fictional character from a 1905 novel. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Howdy, everybody. We're coming in hot into hour two of your favorite daytime sports talk show on television, Game Plus TV network, which is produced and fed out of Toronto. On the radio, WQEE, we're anchored out of Atlanta, and we're being switched and, uh, I guess, directed and produced out of Saskatchewan, IKS Media. There you go. Um, it's been a lot of fun. We're switching things up a little bit here in hour two. Normally, you've got the moose with us here, the co-host, but we're not. We've got a very special guest, a guy that I've been hunting for a while. And um, before you bring him on camera, guys, there are two very distinct sides. I would say, he may refute this, but to Ryan Leaf. Uh, one of the biggest names in football, played in the NFL with the Chargers, Buccaneers, Cowboys, and Seahawks. There's that football on the field side, product of Great Falls, Montana. And there's now the new life, if you go to his Twitter, dad, keynote speaker, ESPN college football analyst, Sirius XM college football and NFL radio analyst, Westwood One Sports, Bust, the podcast, which we'll get into, and hashtag sober life uh we welcome from manhattan ryan leaf to the rp show and there he is i recognize those studios how you doing ryan uh, i'm doing well rp thanks for having me really appreciate it i'm glad zig uh zig Vercasi, our good friend put us together here i'm for sure i would think i'm more glad man because as you know i've been looking forward to getting you on the program for quite a while but it, we, I said to Clark, producer Clark, can we get a longer segment for Ryan? Because I want to cover a few things. And when I say that, no more than 15 minutes, Ryan. But for somebody that doesn't know your story, you know, in five minutes or less, what are you telling people? What is the Ryan Leaf story? The, you know, the life, how it was and how it is now. Well, I, I mean, I would probably say it's not it's not unique in, in, in any way, shape or form. There may be some unique qualifiers to it. Uh, when you when you say NFL, you know, you say, you know, millions of dollars, you say prison, um, all of those things, that's those are unique qualifiers. But if anytime I'm sitting in the rooms and I hear somebody tell their story, I hear my story. Right. It, it's, it's the same. My story is no better, worse, different. Um, I think with those unique qualifiers, in some senses, it allows for a different kind of platform. You know, it allows me to have maybe a little bit of a broader reach. When you walk into a, uh, you know, you walk into a, a middle school or a high school and you rattle off some of those things, NFL, millions of dollars, you know, prison, they, they tend to maybe listen up a little bit more. And so that's, that's, that's been the priority of mine ever since I walked out of that prison cell about, uh, you know, 
just over eight years ago. It, it's it's about um, uh, it's about giving back. It's about service, and that's where I try to lead my foundation to be. And and since I've done that, I've got to explore and got to achieve some really neat things over the last eight years. You read out a bunch of them. The most important one is dad. You know, I'm a father to a five year old boy right now who's just you know the the apple of my eye it's so fun to be a dad in the innocence of a young boy like that um and then you know to be in a studio like this you know uh you know points bet sportsbook it's offered me a really great opportunity to use my broadcasting skills and to talk about the sport that i love that gave me everything and that's football whether it be college or or the nfl and and so many other opportunities that i've that i've gotten because of my recovery because of the foundation of being of service that has allowed for that. I, um, I I get to go on the road here next two weeks in the state of Alabama. The University of Alabama is putting on a uh, a clinic of sorts throughout the state in many different cities around the mental illness and substance use uh, disorder uh, that's ramb- ravaging that state. And so I get to be in six different cities during this run, uh, and it's going to be all about you know giving back to these communities and me becoming part of those communities. And that's. Like I said, that's the that's the story in all this. I was selfish. I was arrogant. I was never accountable my whole life until I got sober. Until I figured figured what a lot of people figure out uh, on their own. I had it force fed to me until I uh, succumbed and accepted and surrendered. And once I did, you know, like the greatest things in my life have come come true. Then, so uh, it, I th- I don't know how it works. Just know it works, and it's given me one of the best. Uh, <laughs> lives that i can imagine and i used to think that you know playing ball on saturdays and sundays was was you know me being of service and that's that's clearly not the not the case dude and i used to think me broadcasting games and reporting on games was was my role and it's not and congratulations on your recovery by the way i'm coming up on eight years and uh as they say, the greater the storm, the brighter the rainbow. So you know, when I was going through active addiction, I was watching you as a football fan, and I felt bad for you. I felt bad. And then followed your story, turning it around. And shoot, I'm in South Florida now, Ryan. Every time I turn on a radio or a TV, you're there, and I sit there and go, this guy's good at everything he does. Like, well, that's, 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 a, <laughs> you... that's an unbelievable compliment, man. Um... Uh, well, but... Yeah, but I just, what do you enjoy the most, sitting in the booth talking ball like like you are, or being at the field doing color? It's very evident you can do it all, and you can obviously coach too. Um, there's, there's, there's nothing like being in a stadium, a college stadium or an NFL stadium on game day, right? Just being down on that field and then being in the box uh, to just talk ball. I, TV is a different animal. TV is a, it's a show, right? You, it, the producers are entertaining the people who are watching with the game and with you when you call a radio game uh the, the the work i get to do with westwood one i mean it's all ball right kurt warner uh has been a great mentor of mine he, he does the monday night game for westwood one has done for some time now and he has had opportunities to go do tv but he just won't do it because he's just like the the, the radio game is so much more fun because you're you're talking all ball it's not about you know having a a quick shot of the the family in the stu- in the stands or anything like that so I like that part, but I love, I love being in a studio. You know, I I, I work on Good Morning Football on, on Thursday mornings too. So, I mean, it's. I'll put it this way: I think for the longest time, I was uh, I wasn't willing to do the work, whatever that looked like, whether it was during my time as a professional quarterback, 
or doing the work in my recovery. And now, like, I'm like a shark, right? I, I have to keep moving all the time. If I'm not moving all the time, you know, my, my thoughts get in the way. And so when we make it about doing the work and doing the best possible work we can, um, I jump all over it and I'm willing to do it. So that's that's the difference in, you know, of 46-year-old Ryan versus probably 26-year-old Ryan for sure. Yeah, and you're four years younger than me, and I, uh, I know the feeling. You're like you feel like you got to catch up on everything that you that you blew <laughs> that we missed. You know what I mean? We want to be everywhere and do everything, and it's literally one day at a time. The bracelet that I wear. Um, but I, before I do ask you a couple football questions, um, I see you host the podcast called Bust, and I would suggest there are have been bigger busts than Ryan Leaf, but at some point you've owned it. I would assume that's that why you've called the podcast that Bust. You know, I have horrible things said about me still. People don't want to forget. You have horrible things said about you. That's that's a tough thing to do, man. How do you deal with it? I think that's probably pretty projectionist, you know, from people. I, You know, none of my former teammates or my peers in the NFL Brotherhood would ever use that word to uh, characterize a, a, a former player because they understand how difficult it is to get there uh, and the expectations that come with somebody who's drafted second overall. Uh, so... I think that's a, a, a big part of the projectionist aspect of things, those who are saying that and talking about it. But I also think that, um, you know, if it's something that's going to be used, why not own it? It also takes a lot of the power away. And because I think I named it that, uh, I, I think we got a lot more downloads on the damn podcast, to be honest with you. So uh, maybe unbeknownst to them, they are actually kind of funding uh, the new golf simulator I want in the in the guest wing of the house, which is which is great. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, same. That's the whole thing. Um, yeah, it's. I'm just reading the, the comments from the viewers here. If you don't mind switching to football, and I'm only going to keep you if it's okay for about another six minutes, Ryan. Um, I'm looking at this. They're, the mock drafts are out now, right? For all the teams that didn't make the playoffs, they're looking ahead to next year. And I get it. Stetson Bennett is not even ranked as a first round projected quarterback to go in this there's a lot of other great quarterbacks but he's not one of them if you were drafting would you take Stetson Bennett and, and where would you take him yeah I would I'd take him uh, I think he's a winner he's a leader uh, he's every bit as capable of making the throws I, I probably wouldn't use uh, a one two or three round uh, draft pick on because he's, he's 25 years old and so you can get a younger quarterback at 21 and have some more years. But if you want to take a, a bit of a flyer, maybe in the fourth round on a guy that I think will pan out, you've seen some of those throws he made over, uh, especially the game winner against Ohio State. That that was a NFL quarterback's throw. And I'm, I know the size is going to bother people. But when he goes and measures at the combine, don't, don't be surprised if the measurements aren't very similar to Bryce Young's as well as a guy that's playing pretty well this year in Brock Purdy. Oh, absolutely. And the thing for Stetson, I mean, again, because of the things you've been through, you can put yourself in the mindset of that. He's not apologizing for anything. Back-to-back -back national champions, right? Life happens the way that it happens. Stetson doesn't have anything to apologize for. Is it only because of his age, though, that he's not rated higher, do you think? Oh, no, I think his size, you know. Uh, and there were times that he disappeared in games, right? I mean, there were. I called the Auburn-Georgia game, and I think the end of the first half stats for him were like two for nine for four yards. Okay, so uh, he had a big second half. He took off on a 75-yard touchdown run. Um, but there were times he disappeared, right? That, that's, that's one of the things when you go back and look at the film uh, at a quarterback, especially one you want to take in the, in the top 10, 
there can't be times where the guy where, where you disappear where you're not you're not a factor right or you're not not accurate you're not uh you're not contributing in the football game. I don't care how talented the rest of your football team is. The quarterback, no matter what, at any level, is the leader, is the guy, is the is the one that stirs the drink. That's just that's the way it is. So when, when he disappears like that in games like that, that's got to that's got to give you pause. And that's why I think he'll he'll fall down the the draft board. Um, you know, but his talent his talent is as good as anybody who's throwing the football out there. He may not be as mobile in the pocket as let's say Bryce Young is, who has the same type of height. But again, I tell you, I think a very good comp is to to Brock Purdy, and we're seeing how well he's doing in San Francisco. A lot of that goes to what Kyle Shanahan brings to the table, but a ton of the work ethic of Brock Purdy, which is exactly the kind of work ethic that Stetson Bennett has. Two quick questions. Four words. Derek Carr, Las Vegas. Uh, The marriage is over. (laughs) <laughs> it is it's it is um I, I i i absolutely stupid on the raiders part i think is the best way to the way to, to organize that i don't i don't understand what they're doing i don't know if josh mcdaniels went into that conversation with ownership and said we can't win a championship with this guy but i it, Dave, Derek carr is not the reason that they're losing in in las vegas that defense is what uh, what the prior um, coach and general manager did in terms of the drafting of the players, some of the guys that they got, that's the problem. So, um, you know, maybe they're thinking they could get something in a trade. If I'm Derek Carr, I'm just like, hey, uh, unless I can get exactly where I want to go with what I want, I'm not going to do any of this. I have a no trade clause. You're not going to pay me my guarantees. You got to cut me by February 15th. That's the case. I'm going to go wherever I want to at that point. So that's what I'd be doing if I was him. Um, if I'm the New York Jets, I'm looking really closely at this one. And now if it becomes a bidding war, then, of course, the, the Raiders can probably get some trade value or some compensation. But if there isn't, if there's just really one team out there, I I, I would say if you're a Jets uh, organization uh, with Zach Wilson, this is the veteran you bring in, and and you make him the starter, and Zach Wilson has to figure it out. And if not, you know, bye. That's the, that's the way I would go about it with Derek Carr. I think he's an absolute gem for any team that gets him. We got about three minutes here, and I'm going to try and massage this question because we have a lot of CFL fans, obviously. We're a Canadian sports show, and I don't know how much you follow the CFL, but we have this stud quarterback, Nathan Rourke. He was named top Canadian in the league, played at the Ohio Bobcats. He's on an 11-team NFL tour right now working out for teams. If you were a Canadian young guy, what is he, 24, what team would you sign with? I want to say like he's working out for the Jags, the Colts, the Giants, the Raiders among them, Vikings. What's the best opportunity for a guy like him, free agent? Probably, the, I, I would say the Dolphins and what they do and how they spread the field out. Maybe the maybe the Chiefs because the the field is so spread out there at the CFL level. Uh, also, they play with the extra player. You, you have to have that understanding when you get to the NFL. You, you know, the, it's hard to spread the field around because the hash marks are are you know so darn close. That's a big big part of it. Not like in college. Uh, so th- those are a couple teams I would think of. I know the CFL pretty well, right? Uh, Dave Dickinson, who's uh, just an absolute yes. stud up there. Who's he, is he still coaching for the Ca- Calgary Stampeders? Yeah, and he just just turned fifty yesterday. Yes, he is. Yep. Yeah, he grew up. He grew up. A, he grew up a block from me. We used to play football together my whole life growing up. He was my hero. Played quarterback ahead of me at my high school. Um, love that guy, Craig Dickinson, his brother, who's been a staple up there too. Just. You know, so proud of those guys watching them. So I, I have a pretty good feel. I spent some time in Vancouver 
uh, watching the BC Lions go at it too. So yeah, the, the CFL, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of it. All right. Well, I appreciate that. The fans and viewers will love that. And uh, thanks for the time, Ryan. I just want you to know there are people rooting for you, cheering for you that you don't even know are out there. So keep doing what you're doing, man. And congrats again. And uh, keep keep up the great work. You bet. I, I, and and uh, I know they are. I can feel it. Awesome. Ryan Leaf, check it in uh, from New York. Give him a follow on his social media, Twitter, Instagram, at Ryan D. Leaf. The Moose rejoins us next. We'll talk about all these things. And Mike Wilner coming up from the Blue Jays as well. It is the RP Show live on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and WQEE Radio. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Made back and kicking it, let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the old RP show. The football people are all just texting around. And uh, Kevin, the medium, too, I told him told him to be tuned in. And uh, here we go. Makes you feel good. Let me put in my other earpiece. We got the moose with us, Darren Moose DuPont. In front of this splashy background, don't think that I'm anywhere else. It hasn't changed. We just have a different background behind me. How does it look, Darren? You, you ordered it. You happy with it? Awesome. Yeah, it looks great. Good. Good, good, good. Um, from the viewers on our interview with Ryan Leaf, who, by the way, is a big deal in the football world, Jeff the Stamps fan says, uh, a shout-out at the Calgary Stampeders from Ryan Leaf. From John Ohm, <laughs> Ohm in Winnipeg, says, uh, any fan of the CFL is a fan for me. Great interview, Rod. And Kevin the Medium says, uh, goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, he's watching that and saying that there were angels all around Ryan Leaf, but also some demons pulling at him, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's us <laughs> on that team. This shoulder, that shoulder. A battle every day. You've been around me long enough, uh, Moose, to understand that's how it goes, right? What did you get out of that interview? Oh, yeah. I, I, you know what? A lot, a lot of uh, Ron Duguay for me. A lot of Ron Duguay. Like this, this <laughs> guy explained. could have, this guy, like I don't even care what he talked about the interview. He could have went up one side of people and down the other and people could have hated him. But at the end, 
He got everybody sucked in with the CFL talk and the love for the CFL and won everybody over. Not that it was a bad interview. It was a great interview. But just the charisma. And you know why he's in television and why he's successful? <clears throat> just like Dugay, no matter what, he's going to leave you liking him at the end of the conversation. Yeah, well, thank you for saying that about the interview. Thank you for giving the thumbs up. I just, Zigfa Crossy lined it up from Sirius XM NFL Radio. And uh, I just knew that we, ha we had to get Ryan Leaf on. And I'm telling you, yeah. you don't, do you have satellite radio? Yeah, I do. You do. Um, well, I, I listen to NFL radio all the time. I listen to the college games. Uh, here's David watching in Winnipeg, and he says, Ryan Leaf, what a great story of redemption. Glad to see life and Ryan gave himself a second chance. I've been going back and forth with Kevin here, the medium, and our guy Jack Fulton, probably watching in Alberta. And this is this is a life thing. This isn't necessarily a sports thing. But Ryan Leaf has smelt the devil's breath, man. He's looked him in the eye, as have I. And as bad as things got, they can get just as good. <laughs> and that's where I think Ryan Leaf is right now. The reason I ask if you have satellite, I turn on the TV, Ryan Leaf. I turn on the radio, Ryan Leaf. He's everywhere. And eight years ago, he sobered up in a jail cell, right? Google him, man. Like, some people didn't know who he was. And I get it. It's been a while since he was relevant on the football scene. But when I'd heard that he broke into a vet clinic in his hometown of Great Falls, Montana, to steal, you know, horse tranquilizer drugs and stuff, I didn't scoff. I, w I felt bad for him. You know, and I think that was about rock bottom. And... And look where he is now. Uh, so anyways, congratulations to Ryan Leaf. And thank you, Clark, for lining that up. And Zig Fikasi, too. 902-518-3033 is the text line. Darren in Utah watching says, So glad to see Ryan Leaf able to pull himself out of hell and come out better for it. I feel like I need to turn it over to you and the viewers because for me, when I do the recovery work, and even just have a discussion like that, you can't come out of it kind of drained. Like, yeah. Where do we go from here? You want to talk about tonight's 12 NHL games? You want to talk about the Raptors and the Hornets? Or what I didn't get to earlier, and I should mention, it was the sixth point, Darren, of our quick six. In Atlanta last night, Drew Holiday scored 27 points. Brooke Lopez had 20 points and 12 rebounds. And the Milwaukee Bucks held off Atlanta 114-105. So we didn't go buck hunting last night at State Farm Arena. We went hawk hunting. But I didn't know that Trey Young wasn't playing. He was sick for the Hawks last night. So, yeah. Let me turn it over to you. What's on your mind right now, Moose? And I'll, uh, you be the host and I'll be the analyst. The <laughs> well, the latest, the last thing, I mean, outside of the love for the Dickinsons and the BC Lions and the Calgary mm -hmm. Stampeders, the last thing he talked about was Derek Carr. It's the last thing you asked him about was that, yeah, that divorce between the, the Raiders and Derek Carr. And, and I don't know if it's the right move or not. You talk about, you know, a guy who opportunity and and has had success i mean look what he did last year with an interim coach and i think it's just a bad marriage between not him and the organization but him and josh mcdaniels you know josh mcdaniels at his core i believe is not a head coach i believe he's an offensive coordinator and you know i i, I know there's the same situation with other guys too and i think 
with McDaniels and Carr, if you're not on the same page, you're not on the same page. So somebody's going to really benefit from Derek Carr. I think they're going to get a favorable trade because the relationship's over, so you're not going to drive the greatest value in a trade. And for Derek, for the, for the organization, I mean, what does this do to Devontae Adams, who was in love with Derek Carr, best friends, was excited to come over and play with him, and was one of the league leaders in receptions and receiving yards playing with Derek Carr this year? Does he want to play with Jared Stidham? I don't know. Does he want to play with whoever's next? Who knows? So this could be just one thread that's a bit of an unraveling that we might be seeing in Vegas. Thank you, uh, Darren, for that. It's not really a preamble. That analysis allowed me the opportunity to collect myself. And um, not that I was, like, losing it or anything, but... And the viewers have responded, too. I have the Derek Carr story up. And we can delve into that more in a second. I will just say this. Our football people watching here in South Florida and eh, all over North America, actually. What I hear about the Raiders is that it's a mess. Like, a mess. But I almost think every team's a mess. (laughs) You know, from what I hear, that's why I'm at a, a point. It was like when I turned 50 which Jock Wilson asked me about on the radio last night in Calgary. And when we flipped the calendar to the new year, something changed. And I just realized I don't feel the need to be an investigative reporter anymore. I don't feel the need to tell the world what's going on with this team or that team. Who really cares? Because the fans don't really want to know. Do you know what I mean? Who really wants to know that the Raiders are a mess? Probably every team's a mess. So, John Ohm. Oh, my. That's what I was looking for. My gong. I dropped it. (laughs) Trust me, the gong's right here. I dropped the hammer. Uh, He says, very interested to see how well the Winnipeg Jets rebound tonight against the Sabres. We are a hockey show after all, primarily. And thank you, John Ohm, for answering the bell. So let me just take a minute on that and update the poll question, which we haven't got to in this hour yet for Capital Automall, Universal Collision Center. Capital has dealerships all across the Canadian Prairie and the state of California. It is who is the NHL, who should win the Jack Adams Award for NHL Coach of the Year? And the options that we came up with, and I'm not married to these, but Rick Bonus in Winnipeg, Jim Montgomery in Boston, Dave Hackstall in Seattle, or other. And really running it away with it on all the platforms is Rick Bonus in Winnipeg. But we have more viewers in Winnipeg, hence voters, than Boston and Seattle. Even though we do have viewers in those places, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, but Darren, to bring him back on, we, we discussed the Leafs at length at the start. Uh, the Jets are at Buffalo, as mentioned. It's part of a 12-game slate. And let's just kick this around for a while. I'm really starting to get when people, when the coaches and GMs say our fans think we should win every game. That's just not going to happen. The Jets won five in a row going into Detroit the other night. They get spanked, really spanked, 7-4. Hellebuck's in goal for them all. And I just wonder if the Jets thought the roof was was falling in. Um, John Ohm makes a good point. How do they respond? That's the good question tonight. That might be the featured game in the NHL against a very good Sabres team. I think what we've seen with the Winnipeg Jets is that they probably will respond. You know, this is a more resilient group than it was last year. Mentally, they seem to be in a better Mm -hmm. place. The locker room seems to be in a better place. The culture seems to be in a better place. 
So I think they do respond. And those things, those games happen. So, no, I think, you know, Rick Bonus is in the conversation for the Jack Adams Award for this reason. And they'll be fine. But I think Jets fans still have that trauma of last year and of, you know, the, the bottom falling out after the good playoff runs and the team being considered a contender for the Stanley Cup. Well, they're back in that conversation now. So I don't think you have to worry about how this team's going to respond. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but I, I don't have any questions about this team right now. Uh, T. Will uh, watching in Winnipeg says, are they starting Riddick tonight? Well, according to the app, no. Big Save Dave is not starting. According to the Score app, Connor Hellebuck's expected to starting goal tonight for Winnipeg. And to be honest, if you're Rick Bonus, you probably want to give him the opportunity to atone himself as well, let alone the 18 skaters in front of him. Thank you for dragging it back to hockey, by the way, John Ohm. That guy, we got to put him on staff. Yeah, but Jenna in Southern Jenna in Southern California doesn't agree. She says uh, the Sabers will win tonight. The kid line: Paterka, Cousins, and Quinn. Oh my! <laughs> oh no! Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, by the way, says, "What's the last day you should wish someone Happy New Year greetings?" I say January thirty-first. What do you say? That's a good time. Yep. January 31st, I go with that. We're almost at that, you know, gray area last half of January. But if you're seeing somebody for the first time, I think in January at any point you can say Happy New Year. Mm -mm -mm. I do enjoy the back and forth with the viewers, but we can't necessarily go back and forth all day. Um, Allie in Texarkana says the 15th of January. Can I ask you this before we bring in Mike Wilner? And I meant to bring this up yesterday. We have a brand new extended partnership with Landmark Cinemas. We love the movies, obviously. And these people were writing in these, these nincompoops saying they would rather watch these new movies, Moose, on the streaming at home and not go to the theater. I'm like, you know me, Darren. You've been around me every day for like four years. I'd rather go to the... I don't even care what the movie is. I'll go to the worst movie of all time just to go to the theater. What is your go-to uh, yes. at the concession? It's the theater. Do, 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 do you remember? Do you remember mine? Do you remember mine? <sighs> Popcorn, Diet Coke. Of course. Uh, the, the hot dog. And there's a candy right. in there, but what's the... Is, there's two. There's two. There's two. Well, you go, yeah, you go with the M&M's, the chocolate. Yes. Right? And I can't remember what the gummy, the candy. Nibs, dude. Nibs, that's Nibs. it. I was going to say Twizzlers. I'm an M&M's, popcorn M&M's, and, uh, and a Fanta orange. Orange Fanta for me. Ah, you can't go wrong with any of them. It's driving me insane that I dropped the gong for my, the hammer <laughs> for the gong. As you see, I'm trying to find it here. Um... Allie in Texarkana says she loves the movies. Uh, so, yeah, that's my go-to. I just, I could go to a movie two, three a week. I love them. And that's well, we a great fit with Landmark Cinemas. Oh, here's a good one. Allie says popcorn, Coke, and Sour Patch Kids. Ah, Hard to go wrong that? there. Right? How about that? Moose, we will step aside. Uh, Jeff the Stamps fan says peanut M&Ms are the best. 
See, Darren wasn't watching real closely to the M&Ms I was getting. Number one, I'll get the yellow package, the peanut M&Ms. Number two, the beige package, which is the almond M&Ms. Almond. Last, last resort is the chocolate M&Ms. They're all good, but that's how they rate for me. I will see you. Oh, yeah, and John Ohm says, I'm stopping, stocking up on nibs for Rod's visit to Winnipeg. We're going to make it happen. I'm going to guarantee it right now. I'll see you in overtime, Moose. You bet. Mike Wilner joins us next from the Deep Left Field podcast as we talk a little Blue Jays. And for those opping, you guys in the Game Plus studio in downtown Toronto, you want to send us some questions because you're the big Blue Jays fans. Mike Wilner will knock it out of the park. 902-518-3033 is the number to text. We'll be back in a moment. We're live on YouTube, Game Plus TV network, of course, and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of The Rod Peterson Show. Been, been back for a while now. Episode number 916 of your favorite daytime sports talk show continues. We are on Game Plus Television Network. We're live streaming on YouTube and on the radio. Your home of the Braves. Metro Atlanta, WQEE 99.1 FM. The audience says this show moves fast, and I'm proud of that. The latest on the Blue Jays, they've shored up their squad heading into the upcoming MLB season by finalizing a one-year $9.3 million deal with longtime Giants first baseman Brandon Belt. They acquired Zach Thompson as well in a trade with Pittsburgh. And pitchers Julian Merriweather and Junior Fernandez were designated for assignment to make room. Joining us to talk about it, longtime Blue Jays broadcaster from the Deep Left Field podcast, Mike Wilner. Happy New Year, Mike. Always good to see you. And maybe we'll talk about a few other teams uh, today. But on these moves, how are you feeling about this Jays uh, offseason now as we get close to pitchers and catchers reporting? You know what? I think they've done pretty well for themselves. I'm I'm a huge Brandon Belt fan, and I have been for a long time. You know, in 2020 and 21, he was one of the best hitters in the major leagues, and he had a major knee injury last year uh, that yeah. really, I mean, sapped everything from him. So uh, I'm I really like this. They've they've overhauled the outfield defense almost completely, which is great when you consider how much that defense cost them last year, especially Kevin Gosman and Jose Barrios. Um, and now with Belt, you know, if if he's back to what he was before the injury, you've not only replaced Teoscar Hernandez's bat, but you've gotten better yeah. than Teoscar and left-handed. Um, I'm, I'm excited by this one. Do you feel the one-year $9.3 million is a pretty good value for what they're getting? I mean, clearly that knee injury was taken into account. They wouldn't have signed him if they weren't confident he can play. But how do you feel about the value of the deal for one year? There's no such thing as a bad one-year deal, right? I mean, Cody, look at Cody Bellinger, who hit 180 last year and, and uh, is a terrific center fielder for sure and was an MVP a few years ago. He was He hasn't been good anywhere near as recently as Brandon Belt's been good and he got what 18 million from from the Cubs um yeah for me it, it it doesn't matter nine million is nothing it's it's very strange to say but nine million dollars 
it's not even 5% of the team's payroll. It's, it's legitimately nothing for what you might be able to get from Brandon Belt. That's kind of what I was wondering. I mean, the salaries have just gone crazy, and $9 million doesn't seem like much compared to what other guys have signed for. Uh, at the top end, obviously, Aaron Judge at the start of free agency here or shortly into it. But what about the signing of Kevin Kermeyer? I don't think I asked you about that. Um, we had a rash on a while back, and he felt four years ago he'd have been more excited about that deal than now. Agree or disagree with that take? Sure. Four years ago, I've been way more excited about that deal. But four years ago, you're not getting Kevin Kiermaier for $8 million for one year. <laughs> you know, he's he's got something to prove for sure. But he is one of the best center fielders in the history of the game. And, you know, he was even an, an elite defensive outfielder. Well, an above average defensive outfielder the last two years when he was playing on one leg. So he's been fixed. Uh, it's, you know, surgically repaired, and he's all good now. And look, if he can't perform, then Dalton Varsho is going to play center field. Dalton Varsho is going to be the Blue Jays center fielder for the four years after Kiermaier leaves anyway, and he is the best defensive outfielder in the game right now. So Kiermaier is kind of a flyer. When they signed him, I thought, okay, this is the fourth outfielder, and he sort of takes the place of, Rymel Tapia and Brad Zimmer and Jackie Bradley Jr. all rolled up into one piece. Uh, but then they said he's going to be the everyday center fielder. So that's a bit of a stretch. But if he can play the defense that he plays, if the speed is back, then, you know, having Kevin Kiermaier as your nine hitter and playing center field the way he does is not a bad thing at all. I don't know where you are, Mike, on power rankings. I don't put a lot of stock in them, but they're fun to talk about for guys like you and me. And this one I'm looking at right now, it's from the score, but they, they've got the Blue Jays eighth ranked in all of the majors power rankings right now. At this point, number one, Houston, number two, Atlanta, number three, the Mets, number four, San Diego, number five, L.A. Dodgers. I agree or disagree with those. I mean, I don't know about specific rankings, but it sounds right. I think Houston is the only team uh, in the American League that you can say is better than the – although they lost Justin Verlander too, and that's huge. Mm -hmm. The Cy Young Award winner moves and you don't replace him in the rotation. Um, I don't know that there really is a team that you can say is absolutely better than the Blue Jays in the American League. Um, I, I see everyone handing the division to the Yankees, and they did get Carlos Rodon, and that's a that's a big move. But the Yankees were not a good team after the All Star break last year, uh, and the what they did prior to the All Star break was historical, and they were way up ahead of their skis. You know, they were never that good, and it kind of showed once they got to the playoffs where they almost lost to Cleveland and then Houston just beat them up. So I really think that, you know, the, the AL East, I don't see a team that's better than the Blue Jays. I see, you know, the Yankees have a shot to be as good. They've got a very good rotation, but brittle. Uh, Tampa Bay, I never understand, but they always seem to be there, so I'm not going to write them off. Um, but I think that it's the Jays... Rays, Yankees, and Astros are the top four teams in the American League. And um, 
there's not much that separates them. And the National League, you have a few powerhouses for sure, but you don't really have to worry about the National League except for the World Series. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, that's exciting for guys in your business that the Blue Jays are one of the powers. And by the way, Yankees are ranked sixth there, as we mentioned, the Blue Jays eighth. But I'll leave you with this. Uh, with the NFL playoffs beginning this weekend, there are seven new teams in the playoffs this year that missed one year ago. That's a lot, Mike. Is there a Major League Baseball team, of course, there's more teams in the playoffs now than ever before in MLB, that you see that's building that will be like Seattle made it this year. We don't need to remind Blue Jays fans. Who's the team do you got to look out for in 2023 that didn't make the playoffs, either AL or NL? That's a really good question. I mean, I think a lot of people, the, the first answer would be Baltimore, but, you know, the Orioles improved by 31 games last year. And to improve by another 10, I mean, chances are far more likely that they'll drop off by seven or eight uh, than they'll continue to improve. So, I mean, I think they're, they're good now. They're no longer a doormat and a laughing stock, but I don't think that they challenge for a playoff spot. I think... It would have to be either Texas or Minnesota. Um, Minnesota was in first place for like the first five months of last season in the AL Central. Um, and then just fell off. They brought Carlos Correa back. They're, they're going to be healthier than they were down the stretch last year. And Texas has improved by leaps and bounds. You know, they took those first steps last year with Marcus Semien and Corey Seager. Uh, and now Jacob DeGrom and Andrew Heaney, um, a couple of guys who are very, very brittle injury-wise, but who they combine to give them 40 starts, that's 40 way better starts than they had last year. So I, I think Texas and Minnesota are the two teams in the American League that have a shot at the playoffs that didn't make it last year. And the National League, San Francisco, I mean, San Francisco won 107 games in 2021 and then was barely 500 last year. They're, they're a better team than that, and they could challenge. Love the answers, man, pretty much right off the top. That's what makes you so good. And I got to tell you, Mike, from I don't know if you ever realized when you were hosting Jay's talk, uh, all of us that listened on 1190 CFSL Weyburn, I hear from people all the time when you're on this show. They're like, God, it's great to hear from Mike. And I said, well, he's doing a podcast thing now. Where can those folks? I, did, I don't know if you knew how many people were listening out there in southeastern Saskatchewan. And I used to off those games. I think it, I told you when Tom Cheek was calling them. Where can they find your stuff now? First of all, yes, Saskatchewan. Uh, you know, I always knew that we had a big listener base out there. Heard from them all the time, whether it was Kindersley or Waverly or, or wherever. And people used to tell me that, they were out on the tractors with the ball game on. Yeah. So that always made me feel great. Um, you can find me now at, at uh, wherever you get podcasts. Just search Deep Left Field. Uh, over the course of the last six weeks or so, it's been the number one baseball podcast in Canada. So I'm thrilled about that. How about that? Uh, you know, I got some big, big competition that we got to take on. But a new episode <laughs> uh, just dropped or is just about to drop. So uh, in the next... 10 minutes or so episode 94 will be there and you'll hear uh, more of what I have to say about the Brandon Belt deal and I also talked to Mitch White who I know a lot of Blue Jays fans are not very high on given the first impression uh, but it was a great conversation and with Derek Shelton the manager of the Pirates who was a coach with the Jays about five years ago so yeah deep left field wherever you get your podcasts and thanks a lot for the uh, opportunity to, to shill for that Rod.
Oh, you bet. Hey, I get it. And uh, I was one of those people on the tractor. I know them all well. Mike, happy new year and uh, keep in touch. Happy new year to you too. And uh, I'll come on anytime. Thanks very much. Appreciate you. The great Mike Wilner, legendary Toronto baseball broadcaster. We'll be right back. The Moose will join us for overtime after this. It's the RP Show. Game Plus Television. YouTube Live and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Okay, here we go. We are back for overtime. It's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Your home for the UFC and the National Football League. And uh, the Moose is here. The Moose is loose. And uh, I mean, it was a great day, man. I'm just happy. I, to I, I keep telling you every day. We say that 2023 has been off to such a positive start. People working together, people being so nice. And uh, the winner is the viewers. Wouldn't you say, Moose, the winner is the audience? Absolutely. Yeah, that's what's, that's what's fun about it. When we have good shows like today, yeah, the audience wins. So that's great. And I'm a little giddy, by the way. I think one of the takeaways from time to time I ask you, what's the takeaway from today's show? And... Um, you know, is this well, one is we can always go to hockey. That's the great fallback. <laughs> if we're ever stuck for anything to talk about, we can talk about the 12 games in the National Hockey League tonight or whatever's going on or the games last night, and everybody will yeah. be happy. It's like sticking a pacifier in a baby's mouth. Boom. Yeah. Talk hockey. Uh, Mike Lee, by the way, is watching from Hawaii, and he says January 31st is the day that you stop saying Happy New Year. Thank you. That's exactly what I say. Lyle in Toronto writes in regarding the movie food and says, theaters over streaming any day. You can't tell me you watch a James Bond movie at home and it's the same as in the theater. <laughs> for, he goes, for me, it's popcorn, Skittles, and Dr. Pepper. Do you not feel like there's no wrong answer to what's the best movie concession food? There's only one wrong answer. There's only one for me, and it's not for everybody. But don't be that guy who cracks the M&Ms open and pours it into the popcorn. I'm not a fan of mixing it. I like a popcorn ball once in a while, but some people will pour the M&Ms in. Yeah. Psycho. Uh, Max Ellis writes in from Toronto, and clearly Max is a big fan, a big fan of ours, a big fan of the Canadian Football League, and clearly wasn't watching the other day uh, tuesday he asked the exact same question that he's asking now he said does trey ford break out as a starter this year in the cfl we answered it then but i'll answer it again now trey ford had his opportunity last year the famed waterloo quarterback i see it's his twin brother that signed with the packers right just this week trey had his yeah. chance in edmonton with the elks and he got hurt and he'll have his chance this year when Taylor Cornelius inevitably gets hurt because there aren't too many starters that last all 18 games in the Canadian Football League, nor any league, for that matter. Um, here's another one. I want your take on this, man. 
What'd you think about Ryan Leafs thing on Stetson Bennett? Guys won back-to-back -back national championships at the college level. He's eligible for this draft this year in the NFL. These uh, projected third, fourth, fifth round pick at quarterback. Are you following that situation at all? Yeah, I am, and I and I've been following this for a while. You know, that's football. You have to project somebody at the next level, right, all the time. And so for Stetson yeah. Bennett, like he's 25 years old in college. They call him the old man because he's been around. But he didn't get recruited at a high school. You know, hasn't been a top prospect. Stuck around. He actually transferred out of Georgia to JUCO, and then transferred back. You know, won the starting job back, and and the rest is history. But he's undersized. He's not big. Doesn't have the most biggest arm strength. Doesn't have all the measurables. But what it tells me is here's a guy who will put in the work to to find a way to to be a winner. So you like a guy like that on your roster? I would I would sign him. I would draft him late for sure. Um, but you always have to project the next level. It's like taking somebody as a salesperson, for example, in your organization and making them the manager, right? They may not be able, they may crush it where they are, but they may not be able to handle the extra pressures and the things that come with going to the next level. So I think he'll get a chance, but he doesn't have the tools or the intangibles on paper that makes him a juicy first round pick. It's the fascinating part of personnel in every league it's yeah. not easy not at all there's no one way to do it and um yeah it's just it's it's fun to watch him mean, i was watching the natty the other night thinking stetson bennett is never going to see the light of day in canada he's never going to set foot in canada but then i think about it and go i've never seen him live play so i can't speak to his size he's got all the tools physically now Last minute of play in the RP show today, by the way. But it's a fun topic. And by the way, Ryan Leaf, you talk about how Stetson Bennett doesn't have the side. Ryan Leaf had all the tools. That's why he went number two overall. And you saw his interview earlier. He peed it all away. And now he's on the radio today analyzing NFL college because he played at those. I thank God put us in the situation that we were in to come back to tell people how not to do things. It's like John Dutton the other night watching Yellowstone. He says, I think... He goes, I swear God gives us tragedies so we find a way to explain to the younger generations how to deal with them. Have you got that far in Yellowstone yet? Oh, yeah, I saw it. And that's, I know we're out of time to make the comparison to Nathan Rourke, but Stetson Bennett now may see a path to the NFL by coming to Canada. There you go. Football Friday tomorrow, y'all. Great job, crew. See you at noon Eastern here on Game Plus and WQEE. You screwed up, Clark! Oh, no! Bingo! Spicy! Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.